Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is the Fringe FM. If you'd like to download the Fringe FM app, you can do so for free to listen to the Fringe FM 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, wherever you are, wherever you have a signal. Just visit the App Store and download the Fringe FM app for free. You can also check us out on the Paranormal Radio app or by visiting fringe.fm. That's fringe.fm. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, has all of our past shows. If you missed a show, if you can't listen to the full broadcast, if you want to go back and listen to a whole show or Whatever position you might be in, if you want to go back and listen to one of our old shows, www.thesecretteachings.info. Our full show archive is there. There are some free archives, or there is the show archive to subscribe to. We have weekly, monthly, and yearly subscriptions. The yearly subscription not only gets you access to the archive, but it also gets you access to all the montages, and it gets you access to my digital books. And if you subscribe for one year, you also get a physical copy of one of my books, either Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. Those books are also uh, also sold separately on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. We do have a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. We have a Patreon page. You can become a patron of The Secret Teachings for behind-the-scenes videos and other things like that. There is a link to that direct Patreon page on our website. And, of course, our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health, and both of those are also linked up on our website at thesecretteachings.info. Tonight there is an interesting combination of subjects. Tonight's one of those nights where... I had an idea, and as I started to formulate the idea for the show, I came into two or three additional ideas that I thought were really well-suited for tonight's broadcast. If you listen to the show we did called Satanic Manic just a few weeks ago, we talked about how in Australia there was this news broadcast And in the midst of this news broadcast, there was a cut in the video. Very strange, a cut in the video. And it it transitioned for about two or three seconds to what looked like, and it it was almost so seamless and so perfect, uh, especially because of the timing of what the people said in the video. It transitioned so seamlessly that it seemed like it was either staged or it was just a 
a simple accident, and maybe the video was meant for another news broadcast, but the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's ABC Nightly News Bulletin was broadcasting detailing a new law that would see criminals handed prison sentences for hurting police animals. As the segment was about to end, the feed cut and was replaced by a brief clip of what looked like some kind of satanic ritual with an upside-down cross and people standing in robes, one with his hands in the air saying, quote, Hail Satan. And then the clip cuts. Now, apparently the footage wasn't stock footage. It was from a Facebook video published by the Noosa Temple of Satan, a devil-worshipping group based out of Queensland, Australia. Of course, the group was very happy because this brought a lot of attention to their little satanic organization. But after that story, and, uh, you know, I think it made, it made international headlines. It ended up in Newsweek and a bunch of other publications back in mid-August, just a little under a month ago. August 20th is the article I have from Newsweek. Some other things happened that were really interesting. Immediately after or right before that news segment in Australia. For example... In earlier August, August 5th, RT News published a story about a pair of Satanists who confessed to murdering, dismembering, and cannibalizing victims as part of a, quote, sick ritual, according to local media reports. The two, Andrei Tregubinko and Olga Bolshakova, in Moscow were called in by police for questioning on drug charges before making the admission that they were responsible for the deaths of two young people in the forests of Karelia. Another story was published on August 20th, the day that the Newsweek article came out about the clip in Australia during the news broadcast on ABC. This story, August 20th, RT News, Tatiana and Alexander Perov O. Chikov also supported the murder of uh, this couple in the woods. Part of a Satan, uh, Satanist or Satanic or um, whatever you want to call it, uh, Satanic coven. Uh, two devil worshippers worshipped uh, the devil in the woods and sacrificed these these two people dismembering and cannibalizing the bodies. Then there was another news article that came out, and this one was this one was much, much closer to home. This wasn't Australia. This wasn't Russia. This was also published by Newsweek, August 20th, the same day. Landlord suspects animal sacrifice after 22 animals are found in man's home. This was in Jersey City, New Jersey. 22 animals were found. Authorities believe there were roughly 7 to 9 goats, 4 to 5 dead chickens, a duck, and a dead pigeon, which was nailed to the front door. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and this is where many subjects kind of converge for tonight's show. The man was identified by authorities as Emilio Otero, 
And he claims that he's not a Satanist. He was simply practicing his religion. His religion is that of Santeria, an Afro-Caribbean religion. It's kind of a a mixture of uh, different religions, the Yoruba religions, the Yoruba people in Africa, a mixture of that with uh, Catholicism and uh, varied forms of Catholicism in Cuba. And the origins of Santeria also relate to the slave trade. And all that's going to be important tonight as well. Otero, the man, Emilio Otero, said he doesn't just sacrifice the animals. He also claims that he is a Santeria doctor. He eats the animals as part of his religion. You know, of course, religion or not, if you have 22 animals in your little apartment complex, that's probably some kind of health code or some kind of zoning violation there and that's what uh that's what they tried to get him with because you know you can practice your religion but there there are some limits to some degree depending upon the situation but you know after that happened i i went back and i found another article from newsweek back in may of 2021 where 15 animal carcasses had been found near a road in el paso texas according to authorities they were linked to satanic worship A resident of El Paso, Texas, found the decapitated and gutted sheep and goats near Dyer Street and Railroad Drive, the intersection in the northeast part of El Paso. Captain Ray Spears, a game warden with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, told KVIA.com, local news, quote, Satanic rituals, blood removal, possibly not a common occurrence to see that many goats dumped like that. There's also another story back in May, a couple of days before this one, May 8th. An Alabama man was freed on a bond after he was arrested for the alleged involvement in the killing of an animal during what authorities said was a ritual sacrifice during training in Georgia for a white supremacist group. Now, I found that interesting because some of these stories, they say it's a white supremacist group killing animals. In other ones, it's Santeria, the religion or the practice of Santeria. Killing, dismembering, gutting, eating, and ritually utilizing the carcass, even after death, for your religious practice. And if you look at Santeria, Santeria is connected to the slave trade. It has elements of Catholicism, much like voodoo does, or hoodoo. And it is directly connected to the Yoruba people in southwestern Nigeria and Benin, different parts of southwestern Africa. So after I did that show called The Satanic Manic, I didn't think much more about it until I read this story on August 30th, a few weeks ago, from WSB-TV. And it just made another news cycle. Over the weekend, I found this on some news sites. Investigation. People practicing Santeria may be dumping headless goats into the Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee River. So when I read that, I thought, well, I've I've heard of Santeria before. And I remember reading about it. 
in Newsweek, you know, just a few weeks ago on a show that we did. So I looked up Centuria to see if I could get the exact definition. And uh, the definition, how we define it, it means way of the saints. Centuria, an Afro-Caribbean religion based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions with some Roman Catholic elements added, just like voodoo. The religion is also known as La Regla Le Kumi and the Rule of Osha. Centuria is a syncretic religion that grew out of the slave trade in Cuba. It's a blending of uh, two or more religious beliefs. Syncretic. Syncretic religion. Now, when I read that, a couple of things that, that stood out to me. Number one, it grew out of the slave trade in Cuba. And number two, it's partly based not only on Roman Catholic elements like voodoo, but it's based on Yoruba beliefs and Yoruba traditions. Yoruba, of course, the Yoruba people that live in southwestern Africa have many traditions. One of them is Centuria. The other one is Ifa, or some people refer to it as Udu Ifa. It's a religious system of divination. The Udu Ifa is the literary, kind of like the Bible of the Ifa religion. And just like any other religious belief system, they have a series of priests and priestesses and people that oversee the religious practices. But it's a system of divination, a system of, of religious belief. And their text, their Bible, is the Udu Ifa. So this intrigued me, to say the least, because not only is Santeria, reading about this, you know, two different stories, one about a man in New Jersey who said he practiced Santeria, and another story out of local news, WSB-TV Channel 2 Action News, headless goats found floating in the Chattahoochee River, People had dumped hundreds of decapitated goats over the past few years. One witness recorded cell phone video of goats being tossed into the river from the I-20 bridge. In 2019, Channel 2 Action News did another story about people leaving dead chickens, goat heads, and coconuts near railroad tracks in metro Atlanta. Turns out that ritual was also part of Santeria. So three different stories from 2019 to more recent stories, both in August of 2021. A man in New Jersey and uh, unidentified people dumping headless goats into the Chattahoochee River. And it's all linked to this practice of Santeria, a religious belief system connected to the Yoruba people in Africa who also have another religious belief, practice, observance, known as Ifa. Ifa just happens to be the religious, spiritual, and ritualistic foundation for Black Lives Matter. And it's interesting further that Centuria grew out of the slave trade in Cuba. I want to talk to you about what all of this might mean tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. This is The Secret Teachings, broadcasting around the world 
on the Fringe FM and the secretteachings.info. Thank you all for tuning in. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Our music tonight, White Bat Audio on YouTube. That's White Bat Audio. And if you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. In 2019, dead chickens, some goat heads, and coconuts were left near a railroad, some railroad tracks in Atlanta. In 2021, headless goats were found floating down the Chattahoochee River. A few weeks later, a man was found with up to two dozen animals in his apartment, 22 identified by authorities. These animals were ritually killed. A bird was actually nailed to the door. In all three cases, the incidents were thought to be connected to the Afro-Caribbean religion Santeria, which is based on the beliefs and traditions of the Yoruba people in Africa with a mixture of Roman Catholic components As a syncretic religion, Santeria grew out of the slave trade in Cuba. One thing that might be missed by both media and anyone who is following along with these stories that are becoming more frequent, or so it seems, is that one, A lot of these stories about decapitated animals, body parts left places from El Paso back in May of 2021 to goats dumped in the Chattahoochee River over the past few years, decapitated goats to a man in New Jersey with a bird nailed to his door and with up to two dozen animals in his apartment, that all these stories are connected to this, this, what they call Way of the Saints, Santeria, but it's also connected to something else, something that you probably wouldn't think has any relationship to these stories. It's connected to Black Lives Matter. Not the political motivations of Black Lives Matter and not the social justice components of Black Lives Matter, but the spiritual foundation of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is founded on the spiritual practices known as Ifa. And Ifa is also a practice, an observance, a religious belief system of the Yoruba people, the same Yoruba people in southwestern Africa who practice Santeria. I find that interesting, especially considering that 
when Black Lives Matter was on the news virtually every night, or even now you can walk downtown most major cities and the surrounding uh, you know areas where people tend to live uh, you know in the city, uh, where they tend to be much more left leaning politically. And you can find a lot of Black Lives Matter signs and signs that say we believe in science, you know, because science is deified now. You know, where emotions matter more than facts, where we live in a post-factual, post-modern world, where psychology has replaced religion. Or maybe it hasn't replaced religion because a lot of people are practicing a religion. They don't even know that they're practicing. Black Lives Matter is literally founded on religions like Santeria or Ifa, And that is not an opinion. Uh, that, is a, that is a fact. And in fact, the founders of Black Lives Matter, one of them, of course, having stepped down for spending those, those uh, horrible white men dollars on buying multiple homes in very, very, very white neighborhoods because she wouldn't want to live, you know, in a black neighborhood, there's too much crime there. So she moved to a very white neighborhood that had like a, was a black population of like 0.000001%, something like that. But, um, you know, the founders of Black Lives Matter in interviews have said that that's what they practice. They practice the IFA religion. And they say that they practice the IFA religion because they, they claim that their their goals uh, and the way that they achieve their goals, um, you know, are to raise the spirits of the dead, to pour out libations to those spirits, and to hope that those spirits will assist them in their political social justice motivations. Opal Tometi, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, is a uh, Nigerian-American. Opal Tometi, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, she is, uh, like the other founders, being from uh, Nigeria, she is uh, from the part of Africa uh, to be classified as a Yoruba person, a member of the... the, uh, Yoruba tribe in southwestern Nigeria. I just found that interesting. I find it very interesting also that in the Ifa religion or the uh, Ifa belief system, Ifa uh, tradition, there are 16, that's, there's 16, this is really interesting, there are 16 different kind of like principles, 16 different principles in the Ifa religion or the Udu Ifa, which is part of their their Bible, and uh, the last time I checked, Black Lives Matter has sixteen chapters. I don't find that to be coincidental either. So, Black Lives Matter was founded on this religion, this practice, this this belief summoning the spirits, summoning the, you know, your ancestors to help you advance whatever agenda it is that you have, uh, give you strength and to support your cause. 
And while a lot of people, most people, virtually every person, overlooked that critical component of Black Lives Matter, including, uh, you know, including what was, according to their website, a, a goal to dismantle the family structure, officially on their website, they finally took that down and moved it to another website. And then when the, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, you know, she, she quit, took that evil white man money and bought herself some, uh, you know, nice houses. It's one of the reasons she quit because she took all that money and bought homes and, you know, really white neighborhoods. But, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, I did a show on it called Black Magic Matters. And I talked about how Black Lives Matter uses magic ritual they use talismans and they use, uh, you know, thought forms and they use old religious practices to advance their politic, to advance their social justice purpose. Also, on that show, Black Lives Matter or Black Magic Matters, about Black Lives Matter, I, I talked about the Iyami Ayi. The Iyami Aji is a Yoruba term of respect describing a woman of African ancestry who is an Aji. An Aji is someone who holds arcane or biological, spiritual, arcane powers. In essence, she's a mother goddess, or in a nice way, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, in a nice way, more of like a witch. Now, um, I find it interesting that this religious practice Ifa and uh, the Iyami Aji that one of the founders Patrice Coolers of Black Lives Matter actually you can find the video of this um, she conducted a ritual that was very Edenic I think it was in Los Angeles where she prayed to the Iyami Aji you can just type it in Iyami I-Y-A-M-I Aji, A-J-E, prayer, Patrice Kohler's. I'll actually type it in with you, see if I can find it. And uh, she she said this prayer to the Yami Aji, which is this mother goddess or this, this witch of African tradition. And it was just this, this Edenic-like ritual with a tree of life and yeah, you can still find it. A, a prayer to the Yami by Patrice Kohler's. You can still find that it's up because they're, they're not taking it down. There's nothing to hide. They're very proud of what they, what they believe. And part of what they believe is they don't believe in displaying wealth. They believe in sharing everything. They belong, uh, belong to this mindset that is a combination of material and spiritual in the sense that they don't believe in having wealth and they believe in sharing everything. But then the same Patrice Cullors spent millions and millions of dollars that she stole from Black Lives Matter and used it to buy a bunch of houses. And so she really wasn't, wasn't a true Aoife practitioner then. She was more like a communist Marxist, which in her own words, she claimed, quote, we are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories, and I think that what we really tried to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk. You know, black folks don't typically mess around with those kinds of things. There's a funny scene in the new Candyman movie where this um, uh, one of the main characters' brother, this uh, very flamboyant black man, he 
he says something about, you know, he's like, black folk don't mess around with that. That ain't something black folks should be messing around with summoning and conjuring and invocations. Black folks don't mess around with that. So, I mean, I don't think black folks need to be using Black Lives Matter as a way to advance their agenda, whatever that agenda might be, you know, based on the idea that you can summon the spirits to carry out your will for you. See, that's not, that's different than praying to saints or different than praying to God or praying to your ancestors. I mean, they're liter- they literally performed rituals where they, they poured out libations. Patrice Cullors dressed up like Lucifer in the Garden of Eden and, and prayed to the Iyami, this African mother goddess slash witch. And, and then, you know, they don't believe in owning anything, really, and they don't believe in displaying, you know, wealth. But then she buys a bunch of houses and... Uh, disassociates from the black community because she doesn't want to live with black folks. She wants to live with white folks. So she's not really, you know, a spiritual person. And, and I would, I would venture to say that none of the founders of black lives matter. They're not really spiritual people. They're using what we can, for lack of a better word, if there is a better word, I don't think that there is, they're using the religion of Ifa and possibly potentially even those like Centuria to summon the spirits, again, centuria means a way of the saints, to summon the spirits, to use their, their ancestors to give them power in the corporeal, in the material. And that is, by definition, black magic. It is, by definition, profane. So, in that case, by that definition, Black Lives Matter is nothing but black magic matters. And so, since Black Lives Matter was kind of founded on this idea that black folks are oppressed and black folks need reparations and black folks this and black folks that, it's interesting that Black Lives Matter also kind of simultaneously, while using magic to obtain their ends, tend to treat the black community, considering that in most places Black Lives Matter is comprised mostly of white liberals, especially in places like Portland, it creates what amounts to a new Ku Klux Klan, where if you're black and disagree, you don't get to speak. You're an Uncle Tom. Your opinion doesn't matter. Your viewpoint doesn't matter. uh, Stats and facts don't matter. You know? And a bunch of white liberal people get to tell you how to think and what to what to believe. And if they ha- happen to have a black friend who's in Black Lives Matter, they feel even better because they're they're supporting the black person, you know, by keeping them by their side as a token black slave, so that they can you know advance whatever their political agenda is. I'm not saying that black folks don't support Black Lives Matter for perhaps the right social justice reasons, but Black Lives Matter is literally founded on black magic. Black Lives Matter carries out their day-to-day functions based on ancestral magic and not the kind where you pray to the ancestors, you pray to the saints, and you ask for strength. The type of magic where you call upon the spirits, you invoke spirits, you attempt to force those spirits to assist in you. And if you're going to force those spirits to assist you, you're going to have to exchange something with those spirits. And most of those spirits don't want anything material, if you catch my drift. That's Black Lives Matter. That's Black magic. 
That's Black Magic Matters. Remember, Aoife has 16 different segments or fragments to it, 16 different principles, and Black Lives Matter also has 16 different chapters. So Aoife, the religion that Black Lives Matter is based on, it comes from the Yoruba people in Africa. And these are the same Yoruba people who practice the way of the saints, or La Regla Lukumi, the rule of Osha, Centuria, an Afro-Caribbean religion based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions, with some Roman Catholic elements added, kind of like, you know, uh, hoodoo or voodoo. And, uh, you know, voodoo is also much like Centuria, and much like Aoife, um, especially Centuria and voodoo, they, they have a very strong connection to uh, the slave trade. And, you know, I actually went to see Candyman, the, the new Candyman, the 2021 Candyman that came out. Uh, I don't like Jordan Peele necessarily. I think he's a, he's a decent director. I don't necessarily like him as an actor. Uh, but I went to see the, the Candyman movie. My fiance Hope and I, we've been going to the, the drive-in theater. Uh, we went to see, like, we saw The Suicide Squad. And uh, I honestly thought that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Maybe it's just because I've not read comics. I, didn't, I liked the first one better. Um, but we saw that. We saw The Conjuring 3, um, which was, I think, probably one of the better movies I've seen recently outside of Old, which was, uh, which was more like an actual film. Uh, and then we saw, uh, you know, The Candyman. And I tried to watch it with an open mind. I just, I, did, I thought I was going to like it more than I did. But it, it, it was just, you know, and if you saw the original Candyman too, I mean, it, it would make a lot more sense if you saw the original probably. Because the original is based on uh, a short story called The Forbidden, uh, a Clive Barker story. Uh, it follows a um, graduate student who is completing a thesis, a thesis on urban legends and folklore and things like that. And um, she finds the Candyman legend. And the Candyman legend is the, is the ghost of an artist and the son of a slave who was murdered in the 19th century for like an interracial relationship. And so they, they play very, very heavily on that in the new Candyman, which I think was just in a lot of ways very, very overdone. It was very overdone. Um, you know, they should have taken it out of the oven a little sooner. Very overdone. But they play heavily on that. And, and it, like, sitting there watching it, I noticed that I was like, one, well, my, my fiancé and I were like two of the only white people, I think, in, in the parking lot of the movie theater there watching the drive-in, uh, at the drive-in. And uh, as I was watching it, it was basically, it, at least this was my impression, like it had it had very good moments and then it had a lot of just like, in my opinion, phoned in a lot of racial, social justice stuff. And I just, I had a hard time relating to the movie. You know, I'm not black, so maybe I would relate better to Jordan Peele and to Candyman if I were black. Maybe, I don't know. I just didn't really relate to it. It didn't, re and, that, and see, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, you don't have to relate to a specific audience when you make a, make a film. There are so many timeless films it doesn't matter what the color of the people's skin are or timeless TV shows. It doesn't matter what the color of people's skin is. 
that regardless of when you watch them, regardless of, 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 of when you view them, they're, they're timeless. And, you know, I, the original Candyman is kind of timeless. I don't know if this Candyman will be as timeless for, for that reason alone. I mean, I just watched the trailer for the, for the Matrix 4, and I remember talking to Sophia Stewart like three, four years ago, and she said that she was in talks over the, um, the script for The Matrix 4. And I've watched the trailer, and it, I don't know, to me it just didn't look good. Maybe I've got like nostalgia bias. I like things that I watched when I was a kid. It just didn't look that good because like I, there's just something about all these new movies. Everything's like social justice. And I'm not saying The Matrix looked like that, but I don't know. I got a little bit of that feeling from it, and it made me feel weird. So I, I don't know. I, I saw Candyman. I didn't like it that much, and it was it was just so heavily, so um, it, it was it was too weightful on the subject of race. I, I mean, I I, get, I really got where they were going with it based on the, the the basis for the original Candyman, but I think it was just too much. You know, they should have focused more on the. In my opinion, I don't think that they did. They should have focused more on the urban legend of it uh, rather than the the black girl in the stall in the bathroom and the rich white girls kicking the stall. You know, and I just thought, like, where, where does that happen? It has, I mean, kids pick on each other, but, ha, I mean, has that happened in the last year anywhere in the United States? Has there been, like, a black girl with dreads and, you know, you know, Dr. Dre beat headphones that went into the stall in a bathroom and a bunch of white girls who were putting on makeup start kicking the stall. Hey, you black girl, and they start beating the, beating the hell out of her. Has that happened in America in the last year? And I'm ne- I've never seen, I mean, if that, ha- if that actually did happen, you'd see that in the news. I've seen a bunch of fake race bait stories like Jesse Smollett or Bubba Wallace where it's fake. You know, but I've never seen like that actually happen. Like maybe if they focus less on that and more on the, the the frightfulness of Candyman and the legend of Candyman, maybe it would have been a better movie. I don't know. I just I'm tired of the white people are bad. The white kids in the bathroom are really upset at this black girl. So that for no reason, just because she's black. I don't know. I'm just ranting. I didn't like it that much. It certainly better than Suicide Squad. But there was a lot of that in the movie. Um I don't know, one of my favorite part I, I I liked the 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 flamboyant gay brother in the movie and he was like uh uh-uh, uh black people ain't doing no conjuring should be doing no invocations <laughs> and I thought yeah that's I mean and in fact I was thinking that when the movie started I thought like don't don't black folks just generally speaking they don't play around with this kind of this is like a white person thing <laughs> white people play around with this you know I don't know I, I thought it was kind of interesting but I I saw that movie and I that's what I was thinking about it and I wanted to do a Candyman show, and then I thought, no, I don't want to do a Candyman show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to kind of weave that into another show. And then I saw these goats that were headless floating down the Chattahoochee River, and I thought, okay, now this is like the third time this year I've read a story about Centuria, and uh, there's got to be something more to it. So I read the story about the goats floating down the river at the Chattahoochee, and uh, then I just kind of had that that revelation and of course i've got that was an alan jackson song way down yonder on the chattahoochee got that kind of stuck in my head too but the chattahoochee river there's all these goats floating down the river right and back in 2019 you know right there in in atlanta georgia uh, people had left dead chickens goat heads and coconuts near railroad tracks 
So this is all happening in the South in Georgia. And uh, that was also tied in both of these cases, the headless goats and the, 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 the heads of goats that were uh, found in Atlanta, whether they're on the river in 2021 or uh, on railroad tracks in 2019. Both of those were connected to Santeria. And that's actually the headline in this, this article, People Practicing Centaria May Be Dumping Headless Goats in the Chattahoochee. Of course, the story out of New Jersey, 22 animals found in man's home. He claims he was a Centeria doctor and that his religion allows him to eat animals. It's kind of part of his religious practice. So there have been a couple of stories about that, and Centuria just kept coming up and up and up. So I, I mean, I just researched it a little bit. Um, you know, it means way of the saints, and it's based on Yoruba beliefs. And, you know, when I read that, I thought, wait a minute, I know the Yoruba people. I, I researched a little bit about the Yoruba people when I was studying the Ifa religion, um, which is also a Yoruba religion, and it's a system of divination to, to divine the future. And I, I was reading about that when I did my Black Magic Matters show, when I talked about Patrice Cullors, the, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, who said she's a trained Marxist, as is her entire group. And um, she performed this ritual to something called the Iyami Aji, where what she was saying, like I, if you watch the video, I agree with what she's saying, but the visual is different than the audio. The visual is supposed to be art, totally subjective. But, you know, I don't really think that, uh, I don't really think that that's what my subconscious got out of it. When I watched that ritual that Patrice Cullors performed, I got something I agree with in my ear, so I can mindlessly watch the video which pumps something else into my subconscious. It was very Edenic in nature. And then, you know, I, I saw, I've seen interviews, and I, I'm actually, I made a whole montage with uh, the, the Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Magic Matters. Uh, it's like a compilation of some of their interviews with some scary stuff from some movies. And uh, in that, there's, um, you know, talk one of the interviews that the founders did about how um, they pour out libations and attempt to attempt to summon the, the, their ancestors. And, you know, it's, it's like I, I find it hard to believe if these people are really practitioners of Aoife and they're really praying to this mother goddess or this, um, and again, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, this, this witch called the Iyami Aji, you know, they don't believe in wealth or displaying wealth. They don't, they don't really believe in personal, private property. So that immediately aligns them with the political philosophy of communism and Marxism, which is further solidified by the fact that, well, Black Lives Matter founder Patrice Cullors literally just said outright, we are trained Marxists. And uh, it also means that if she's if she bought these big fancy houses and, you know, they're not they cannot actually be honest practitioners of Aoife or one of these other, you know, Yoruba traditions or belief systems. I mean, they're kind of hypocritical. At least that's 
that's what I can deduce, deduce from 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 this information, and that makes me think that they're simply using it in the same way that you know the devil cloaks himself in light. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, very famous verse, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. That's really what I think about when I when I see Black Lives Matter. That's really what I think about even when I see these these stories about centuria in the news. I just are are people really practicing centuria? Are they really practicing Ifa? Are they practicing these religions and these beliefs and these observances? Are they are they killing the goats and the chickens and the birds because they they really really believe what it is that they they view as a spiritual practice they believe in that or is it an excuse to kill for the sake of killing is it an excuse to you know rip out the intestines of of a, of a bird or of a goat to cut the head of an animal off i guess in other words are we dealing with very spiritual people who whether they're christian jew or ifa or sinteria and they pray to the, the saints um, are they really spiritual? Are, are, are they really, really, you know, of the light? Or are they the very opposite, only cloaking themselves in light in order to carry out their diabolic practices? And they do so under the cover of Santeria as much as they do under the cover of Christianity. And that, that's really the, the thing that I've been thinking about. And, and, and I'm, I'm also wondering why you're starting to see Santeria, Santeria, Santeria in the news frequently. I mean, three stories in, in, in just, you know, what was it, May, June, July, August, September, three stories in five months. It's, it just, you don't really hear about stuff like this in the news. In 2019, dead chickens and goat heads were found near railroad tracks in Atlanta. In 2021, headless goats found floating down the Chattahoochee River. A few weeks later, a man was found with dozens of animals in his apartment, slaughtered and used in ritual. In all three cases, they were thought to be connected to Santeria, the Afro-Caribbean religion, based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions, the mixture of Roman Catholic components like voodoo, a syncretic religion that grew out of the slave trade in Cuba, which is another interesting thing that I found, is that in the cases of Santeria, it's considered some kind of, of, of religious extension of the slave trade. So it's like, okay, that's fine. But when it came to white folks doing it, then it was considered white supremacy. In, in, in 2021 in May, an Alabama man was freed on a bond after he was arrested for the alleged involvement in the killing of an animal during what authorities said was a ritual sacrifice during training in Georgia for a white supremacist group. That's what really got me. It's like the people practicing Centuria, it's a little disturbing, but there's no condemnation of it by the media. I mean, even the Newsweek article was like, well, you know, they've got 22 animals, some goats, some chickens, a duck, a pigeon, they'll do his front door. At least they kept the story kind of balanced. But in May, someone who wasn't practicing Santeria, they said it was a ritual sacrifice training for a white supremacist group. And I find that weird that 
people can decapitate animals, and if you claim that, hey, it's, you know, it's Satanism, you don't even really get the same kind of, of, of honors than if you reference a, an African tradition. It's Ifa, it's Centuria. It's, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. But are you a Satanist? No, because Satanists, those are the evil white supremacist types, right? You know, or I guess nowadays, you know, white supremacists are pretty much anybody. But I don't know. I, I mean, am I reaching for something here? I don't know. Let me know what you think. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. One more time, rdgable at yahoo.com. Back in May, they also found uh, 15 animal carcasses in El Paso, Texas. They called that satanic worship. I mean, is it, is it just the way that the media handles it? Is it just the way that the news, you know, happens to just, they call something satanic as opposed to, you know, something else? I don't know. I, I'd like to know what you think. R.D. Gable at yahoo.com. That's R.D. Gable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Also, if you enjoyed this show, if you are entertained, if you get something out of it, please support the broadcast by grabbing one of my books or subscribing to the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for one year for $50, you also get a physical copy autographed of one of those books. We do ship in the United States. Check it out at thesecretteachings.info. And stay tuned, there's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. 
After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe, on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin, who had been turned into a god, was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness, measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, no artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. If I were the Prince of Darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed and with promise. 
promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, our full show archive, all my books, it's all on the website of thesecretteachings.info. I think the devil is doing a damn fine job, don't you? I think when every day we're confronted with threats of death, potentiality that our neighbors could kill us with unseen forces. When we're told, when it's implied that the color of one's skin should be the determining factor in how we view that other person as inherently an oppressor or the oppressed. This cannot be the work of God. It must be the work of a much more profane source. And I say that, and I play that Paul Harvey clip mixed together with some of the music that we play from White Bat Audio, part of our bumper today on the broadcast. Not from the point of view of a Christian, but you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Muslim or a Jew. And I think even a lot of Satanists would agree that there are some things that are profoundly the work of a devil that you don't want anything to do with. The work of a force that it would be better if you stayed away from. In 2019, dead chickens, the heads of goats, and some coconuts were left near railroad tracks around the city of Atlanta. In 2021, headless goats were found floating down the Chattahoochee River. A few weeks later, a man was found with up to two dozen animals in his apartment. They don't really know exactly how many. They said 22, but they found body parts and a bird nailed to his front door. These animals were slaughtered and used in rituals. That man claimed that he was a doctor of a particular African religion. In all three cases, the incidents were thought to be connected to the Afro-Caribbean religion called Santeria, 
religion of the saints, a belief in the saints, or the literal translation, the way of the saints. An Afro-Caribbean religion based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions with a mixture of Roman Catholic components, much like voodoo. As a syncretic religion, it grew out of the slave trade in Cuba, as did voodoo. If you're interested in learning about voodoo, I have an entire chapter on voodoo practices and voodoo beliefs and viewpoints in my book, Occult Arcana, one of the many chapters in that book, 500 plus pages, a huge compilation of material. My uh, life's work, essentially, in that book, at least in terms of symbolism and tradition and folklore and things like that, you can find a copy at thesecretteachings.info. This Santeria grew out of the slave trade, much like voodoo did. And it stems from the Yoruba people and their traditions and things they believe in southwestern Africa. It also brings the divinatory and religious practices of another tradition into the conversation, another tradition that comes from Yoruba traditions. The Yoruba people practice something else called Ifa, which is the foundational spiritual practice of Black Lives Matter. I know that you might think, wait a minute, I thought tonight's show was about Satanism or goat heads floating down a river. Well, it is, but in the midst of doing that research, I came across this connection. So, I mean, I just, it's, it's pretty simple. I just, I didn't really try to make a connection. I just was reading about Santeria, the way of the saints, and I, I thought, well, you know, it's very similar to voodoo in a sense. And uh, when I was reading about it, it said that it, it's actually a part of the Yoruba tradition, and I thought, well, I know about the Yoruba people a little bit. I read about them when I studied Ifa and the Udu Ifa, which is kind of like the Ifa Bible. And, you know, they have 16 different principles in that divinatory system. And uh, there are 16 different chapters of Black Lives Matter. I heard a pastor point that out. And when I looked into Ifa more, I started to find other things that nobody told me. And I started to research and I found out that the practice of Ifa involves praying to the spirits and attempting to divine the future and getting together in collective groups that they don't really believe in displaying wealth or having private property and although in a tribal setting this might make a lot of sense if you take that into a more and a much larger civilized setting It becomes a political practice known as cultural Marxism and communism. Now, again, tonight's show is also not about that, but I want you to just hear out what the research shows. Yoruba tradition brings us the divinatory and religious practice of Ifa. Ifa is the foundational spiritual practice of Black Lives Matter through their profane, Edenic, and spiritual rituals like praying to the Iyami Aiji. Interestingly, the belief of Ifa is structured around not displaying wealth and instead sharing what one has. It's also connected to collectivism. Karl Marx would be very proud. Now, considering the flow of money in Black Lives Matter, their actions seem more like Marxism 
in their own words, Patrice Culler said that they are trained Marxists, trained in this ideological frame. And therefore, with the flow of money and their ideological frame, it seems to be that BLM is a spiritual depravity that stems from the practice of black magic. Furthermore, when 15 decapitated and gutted animals were found in Texas on Railroad Drive, the intersection of Railroad Drive in El Paso, Texas, back in May of 2021, Railroad Drive in Dyer Street, and also three days earlier, when a man was found to have been involved in the ritual killing of animals as part of a ritual sacrifice in Georgia, the media didn't call it Santeria. The media didn't say that uh, you know these people were practicing some African religion. They called it a, quote, satanic ritual and linked it to white supremacy. Which brings us back around to what IFA and Santeria and other similar traditions like voodoo are really based on. Santeria directly and voodoo directly. I'm not exactly sure how much IFA is. I'm sure there's a there's part of it. At minimal, it's just its connection to BLM. But Santeria and voodoo are directly connected to Roman Catholic beliefs that were spun into kind of a syncretic religion out of areas where slavery was very prominent. And so, you know, like in school, you might have learned, uh, I I remember being even in a very probably more right-wing, I I didn't know what that meant at the time, but probably more right-wing Christian school. You know, we learned about slave hymns and might have even sang a you know a slave hymn once or twice and but you know th- these aren't really slave hymns these are in some cases very dark forms of magic and i don't necessarily think it's intentional i think maybe it's more coincidental that while you have animals being chopped to bits from New Jersey to Atlanta to Texas, in some cases it's called satanic and white supremacy. And in other cases it's called santeria, the way of the saints. And although it's a little disturbing, we don't think much more about it because the the practitioners of these African traditions can kill animals, that's okay. But if a white person does it, then it's white supremacy. And I don't really see the connection here. You know, it's kind of like I went to see the new Candyman movie. And admittedly, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Peele. I think that he makes some really interesting films. Personally, I was disappointed they remade The Twilight Zone. I don't really think you can remake The Twilight Zone, but... I think he makes some interesting films. If it wouldn't be for all the CG, I don't think they'd be as interesting. But Candyman was certainly better than Suicide Squad, in my opinion. Saw Candyman, and of course, you know, based on the original Candyman, it deals with a, you know, a ghost of an artist and the son of a slave who was murdered in the 19th century for his relationship, you know, it was an interracial relationship. So they played really heavily on that in the new Candyman But as I watched the movie, it was just like, white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad. And I just thought, 
you know, could you not make a movie where you, you can play on the original film without, you know, making me as a white person feel bad for paying to come see the film? And I, d- I just don't get how Jordan Peele and other people can can be, you know, successful millionaire filmmakers or business folk or athletes and then still claim that they're oppressed. You're not oppressed for being a millionaire who makes films to tell white people how bad they are. And that's what I got out of Candyman. It was really sad because it could have been a much better movie if they didn't have white kids putting on makeup in the bathroom, kicking the door, the stall, you know, of, of, of a black girl listening to music because she's black, so the white girls had to kick the door. When has that happened? I mean, and this was like, a, this was like modern. So when has that happened in the last year? Has that ever happened to anybody? You know, you don't think kids just pick on other kids? I got picked on in school. It wasn't because of the color of my skin. It was just because I was new, you know, or I was kind of a nerd. I'm not saying that's right, but that's why kids get picked on. And maybe kids get picked on sometimes if they, ha- they look a little different. That's why you teach your kids not to be assholes. That comes more from the parents than it does from, from the innateness of a, of a white child to be racist. You know, the, the innateness of these white supremacist children. Now, you know what creates that is segregating kids in schools in Atlanta. That's, that's what creates that kind of hatred. So I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to understand why Yoruba traditions, Yoruba belief systems... You know, Yoruba religions, and of course the Yoruba are a a group of people uh, from southwestern Nigeria and Benin. And they have a lot of different views and belief systems. And yet, in Western media, it's really strange how from Ifa to Santeria, these beliefs, these views are like, are now making it into the news as, well, you know, a man killed 22 animals, but he practiced Santeria, so that's okay. Or there's a bunch of goats floating down the river of the Chattahoochee, but um, they think that they were Santeria members, or they believed whatever Santeria Santerians believe in, and so it's okay. Hundreds of goats decapitated, and the local news station said they could, even though they had a video, a witness recorded with their cell phone goats being tossed into the river from the the I was it the I twenty bridge. I mean, how do you not have more security cam footage of this? How do you not have like a, an eyewitness description through the video of what the person looked like? Where, I mean, nobody found that suspicious driving by on the I twenty. Just driving, you know, by on the interstate, and nobody found it suspicious. Somebody was dumping you know, decapitated goats into the river below. Nobody reported that to police. Nobody said, hey, there's a, there's a, you know, a, a, a man or a woman, you know, five foot eight, six foot one, wearing a, you know, a, a, a coat or wearing, you know, devil horns and they're dumping goats into the river. Nobody found that strange. Nobody reported that. So the headline is people practicing Santeria may be dumping headless goats in the Chattahoochee. That's a little bit different than this headline from Newsweek back in May decapitated gutted animals found in Texas linked to satanic ritual, according to officials. You see how there's a difference in tone there? And in that article, they 
reference a man in Alabama who was freed on bond after he was arrested for the alleged involvement in the killing of animals during what authorities called a ritual sacrifice. But not only, folks, was it a ritual sacrifice, it was a sacrifice of animals during training, I guess they trained them, training in Georgia for a white supremacist group. So, again, help me out here. I'm trying to figure this out. If a man in Alabama ritually murders animals, he's in a white supremacist group, which could be coincidental or it could be the way that the story was meant to to insinuate and imply. When the white man does it, it's satanic and it's white supremacy. However, in New Jersey, when Emilio Ortero kills 22 animals and nails a bird to his front door, that's okay because he's practicing Santeria. You see the, 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 the issue I have here? I'm trying to figure this out. I'm a little bit confused. I'm a little bit just... I'm going to have a hard time digesting this one and figuring out exactly where this goes. So that's one is white supremacy. One is, you know, your right to practice your religion freely. And see, what really confuses me, as if I couldn't be more confused, what really confuses me, if I'm being honest with you, is that if we're talking about political ideologies and collectivized ideologies, extremist political ideologies tend to focus on the absence of God because the ultimate power is that ideological frame becoming God. In other words, in the Soviet Union under communism, the state was God, and God had to be eliminated from the proletariat's mind in order for the state to become the only deity, the only thing that mattered. And there are other ways to do that, like replacing religion or obscuring religion with false idols, defying things like science, allowing emotions to not only be dominant, but to be the dominant driving force remaining unchecked to maneuver, you know, you your existence into a, a, a place that it, it, it's not thoughtful, it's not based on critical analysis. It's letting your emotions take you wherever they take you, not keeping them checked and balanced, which is, of course, very dangerous. But, but, but again, what's confusing is that if you look at the other Yoruba tradition of Ifa, this is officially, you know, what Black Lives Matter based their belief system on to pour out, you know, libations to the spirits, to their ancestors and help their ancestors uh, manifest to, to support and empower them in their social justice ends, uh, their social justice goals. L- literally, I mean, that's not an opinion. That's literally what they, they've done it on video. They've given interviews about it. And um, in the Ifa tradition, they don't really believe in displaying wealth or they don't really believe in, um, you know, uh, having uh, uh, 
private property. They believe in collectivism. They believe in divinatory practice. Uh, Ifa is a divinatory-like religion. Um, they believe in sharing what one has, like not necessarily a bad idea, but it's like these are collectivized and politically speaking Marxist communist ideologies, which is exactly what Black Lives Matter's founders said that the organization was. They were a, a Marxist uh, uh, group. They believed in Marxism. So on one hand, you have people that are satanic or people that are practicing Satanism, or at least linked to Satanism, being called white supremacists or white supremacists being linked to Satanism, as much as the you know white supremacists are linked to Christianity and Western civilization is bad and but it's almost like you know the bad parts of any other culture of of African tradition are replacing both the good and bad parts of Western tradition. I guess to simplify the meaning. Uh, of 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 what I'm what I'm really getting at here is Christianity and uh, some kind of moral code of conduct socially has prevented you know the 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 fabric of Western civilization from from decaying and from declining and from degrading. While there have always been those who have practiced Satanism or various forms of satanic-like practice who have attempted to, to tear apart that moral fabric and corrupt and defile the innocent like Valak. Now, just because you're white, because you're uh, sacrificing animals, you know, or whatever these people are doing, you are not only a Satanist, you are a a white supremacist, and when you do it, it's wrong, but when someone else does the exact same thing, but they practice Santeria, then it's not so wrong, and it's just kind of accepted by by the media. And that's kind of confusing to me. So what it seems like, in my opinion, I might be very wrong, but what it seems like to me is where once Satanism and uh, you know other forms of diabolic practice used to be more associated with you know atheistic views and uh, anarchism and, and communism and, and Marxism. That's even being rewritten now. You are just as likely to be called a white supremacist if you practice Satanism as you were you know as you are if you practiced Christianity. And now both Christianity and Satanism are being replaced by tribal. African and Afro-Caribbean religions, beliefs, practices, and observances that are linked to the slave trade, and that these, these are now becoming the dominant, um, the dominant basis for a lot of the things that we see in media, a lot of the things that we see in you know, social justice groups, a lot of the things we see in government, a lot of the things we see in movies and television, and that to me is bizarre. That to me is strange, because although some of these you know media outlets are coming right out and saying, "Hey, it's the, the people are sacrificing goats, and it's part of the centuria practice," you know, it's like you have to kind of piece this together for yourself. You know, I had three different stories in 2019 and two in 2021: headless goats in the Chattahoochee River, 
A few weeks later, a man with a few dozen animals in his apartment slaughtered in rituals. All three cases were linked to the practice of Santeria, based on Yoruba beliefs. The Yoruba tradition also brings us the religious practice of Ifa, the foundational spiritual practice of Black Lives Matter. There's some weird connection here. I want to keep digging until I find out exactly what it is. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Secret Teachings. Please, if you do go somewhere, go to our website. Subscribe to the archive. Get access to the shows, the montages, and the books. Grab a copy of one of my books separately or buy all three together and get a discount. It's all on the website at thesecretteachings.info. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. You're listening to The Fringe FM. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on the fringe fm and join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings.info and the fringe fm If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM but most importantly it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients 
ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. It's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at, at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. When we say the names, right, so we speak their names, we say her name, say their names, we do that all the time, that you kind of invoke that spirit, and then those spirits actually become present with you. Pray for libation we built with the community. We have looked to the Northwest and called you in. We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great Baylor. Give us your knowledge of all secret things. I'm always, you know, 
know, and, and, and by tradition, you offer things that your loved one who passed away would want, honey or tobacco, things like that. And it's so important, not just for us to be in direct relationship to our people who've passed, but also for them to know they, we've remembered them. IFAD divination system, which makes use of an extensive corpus of texts and mathematical formulae. The word Ifa refers to the mystical figure Ifa or Orun Mila. Hashtags are for us are way more than a hashtag. It is literally almost resurrecting spirits that can work through us to get the work that we need to get done. I started to feel personally connected and responsible and accountable to them. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself, we uh, are trained Marxists. Very powerful person who's completely possessed by what's essentially the communist ideology. The IFA divination system is used whenever an important collective decision has to be made. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental philosophy that drove the Soviet Union and Maoist China. And it's the fundamental philosophy of the left-wing activists. It's identity politics. Black Lives Matter has 16 chapters in the United States and in Canada, which each chapter represents a name of a god or goddess in the Eiffel religion called Odu Eiffel, which has 16 points. 16 chapters of demonic possession. I'm Ryan Gable. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. This movement is much more than... One of the founders of Black Lives Matter. At its core, it's a spiritual movement. Because we're literally standing on spilled blood. It's not as pure as you think if you listen to the words of what the founders of BLM say. Trained Marxists pouring out libations to the dead. Right? Step out of the shadows, the demonic shadows, your ideological possession, and step forward as a fully developed person into the light. that spirit and then those spirits actually become present with because we're literally standing on spilled blood all hell the Iyami Aji in 2019 the heads of goats a couple of coconuts and some dead chickens were left near a railroad in Atlanta Georgia two years later headless goats were found floating down the Chattahoochee River a few weeks later a man was found with 22 animals, it was estimated. They just found body parts and a bird nailed to his front door. In his apartment, they had been slaughtered and used in rituals. In all three cases, the incidences were thought to be connected to the Afro-Caribbean religion of Santeria, which is based on Yoruba beliefs. The people in Nigeria, in southwestern Africa, Yoruba beliefs and traditions, mixed with Roman Catholic components. 
As a syncretic religion, it grew out of the slave trade in Cuba, as did voodoo. Yoruba tradition also brings us the divinatory and religious practice of Ifa, the foundational spiritual practice of the social justice group BLM, or Black Lives Matter, through their profane Edenic and spiritual rituals like praying to the Iyami Aji. If you watch some of those videos, Patrice Cullors, who now left Black Lives Matter for her spending of millions of dollars to buy big homes and white neighborhoods, you can see the perversion of Christian iconography. And although you might agree, as I did, with what Patrice Cullors was saying in the prayer video to the Iyami Aji, you can find it online, type in Iyami Aji prayer, Black Lives Matter. The visual was something different, and the visual was communicating something, in my opinion, much darker to the subconscious. You just heard that Black Magic Matters montage that I made for the Black Magic Matters show. We did that show last year. It's appropriate again tonight because in that montage, in that compilation, are the founders of BLM talking about their spiritual views. And it's one thing to ask your ancestors for protection or to ask God for protection to put your life into the hands of an unseen force that is based and centered on the idea of light and illumination, self-determination, responsibility, etc. It's another to put your life into the hands of something that is diabolic, something that will only protect you if you give it something in return, something that is immaterial, something that is perhaps more spiritual. Interestingly, the belief of Ifa, which is the foundational structure for the spiritual practices of Black Lives Matter, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, I mean that literally, that really is the, the spiritual foundation for the practitioners of Black Magic Matters or BLM. Ifa is their spiritual belief system, literally. But the belief of Ifa, which is the southwestern Africa, uh, African um, uh, tradition, spiritual uh, uh, belief, religious practice, it's structured around this, this community idea of not showing your wealth, of sharing what you have with others. And specifically, it relates to divinatory practice and the collectivization of the community in making decisions. Now, considering where all the money has went in BLM, vanished, disappeared into the pockets of the leadership, their actions don't really seem like those of true social justice warriors. Or they certainly don't seem like the motivations of true spiritual practitioners of a, of a, of a traditional African practice. They seem like you heard in that montage out of the mouth of one of the founders of BLM, that they are trained Marxists. These actions of collectively getting together and making a decision based on what the Politburo determines, what the state determines, not displaying your wealth, even though you have lots of wealth, and 
not really sharing what you have, but making others share everything collectively. These are the tenets and the planks of Marxism and communism. And therefore, when they claim to use these spiritual practices, far be it from me to suggest that what they are practicing is some ritualistic voodoo witchcraft, and therefore all of you listening who are Christians are applauding me for my attack on the evil left-wing Satanists and, and, and witches and evil folk, I'm saying that the Ifa religion in a community, in a village, is probably a very spiritual and a very kind religious view. But when it is exploited, much like the innocent minds of young people, black and white, to advance a political agenda of Marxism and communism and authoritarianism, it becomes perverted. And therefore, BLM is based on the spiritual perversion of Aoife, a spiritual depravity energized through black magic. Of course, 16 principles in the Aoife divinatory system aligned with the 16 chapters of Black Lives Matter. It's one big ritual system. Another thing I found really interesting was that 15 decapitated and gutted animals were found in Texas on Railroad Drive, the intersection of Railroad Drive and Dyer Street, I believe. It's interesting because, for one, in 2019, dead chickens, goat heads, and coconuts were left near railroad tracks in Atlanta. But in that case, as was the case of the headless goats on the Chattahoochee, headless goats went down the river on the Chattahoochee. A few weeks later, uh, in New Jersey, a man with animals slaughtered in his apartment all linked to Santeria, similar to the Ifa religion, both of which come from the Yoruba people in southwestern Africa. One of the founders of Black Lives Matter is certainly uh, Nigerian. And not only that, but uh, the railroad track thing intrigued me because railroads, like crossroads, are a place where things are transported, where portals are opened, a crossroads, you know, Crossroads that open, uh, you know, gateways uh, where you can call the devil, call the demons, spirits. I think that's interesting, especially considering that when those 15 decapitated and gutted animals were found in El Paso, police and the media called it a satanic ritual. They called it satanic. That's what they said. They said it was satanic. And, um, Three days before that, this was in May of 2021, just three days before that story of the, of the animals and what the officials called a satanic ritual, another man in Alabama was released on a bond after he was arrested for his alleged involvement in the killing of an animal during what authorities said was a, quote, ritual sacrifice. And not only a ritual sacrifice, but a sacrifice during training for white supremacy. He was training to be part of a white supremacist group. So from Centuria to Voodoo, there's a, there's a very strong link to the slave trade. And these are the spiritual practices and beliefs coming from African ancestors 
that uh, black folks have have taken and merging those um, in a syncretic way with Catholic tradition, um, turn them into various practices that you know we know as voodoo or we know as centurio or we might know of as Ifa if you've listened to this radio show. But you know, ultimately, centuria, Ifa, voodoo. Like I've read a lot of books on voodoo. I have a whole chapter on voodoo in my book, Occult Arcana on our website at thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy today. Support the show. Um, Voodoo is not as evil as you might think that it is. And I would imagine that if we were to study Santeria or Aoife, they're they're likely not as evil as one would expect us to to perceive, you know, from from the outside looking in. They can't be any different than, than Christian beliefs in the sense that there certainly is corruption of Christian iconography and ideology and you know, a lot of things that are satanic are just Catholic uh, images that are turned upside down. Uh, the perversion of basic Christian principles, um, even Muslim principles for that matter, Jewish principles, Jewish tradition, Muslim tradition. Satanism is just an inversion of life, and Satanism can come about whether you're studying and practicing Christianity or voodoo or santeria for that matter. So it's really odd that you know, whereas Christianity has been linked to white supremacy, now even Satanism shares that link with a close association with anarchism and atheism. Where, you know, traditional uh, you know, authoritarian regimes, they want a state of anarchist, atheistic chaos because then the state becomes order and the state becomes God. But it's as if Western religious and spiritual practices are being replaced with, in this case, African traditions, not in their pure community forms, but in their satanic versions. And that's something that, as we've built on tonight's show, like a ritual itself, building and building and building, I've come to realize is just another exploitation And beyond uh, an interesting curiosity of observation, I feel as if I found some kind of motivating factor. I I just can't help but think that, again, if if a traditional authoritarian state wishes to eliminate God and to eliminate order, so the state becomes God and the state becomes order, and therefore the state, communist or otherwise, particularly communist, wishes to create all sorts of disorder so that it becomes the solution, all sorts of spiritual depravity so it becomes the solution. And with Black Lives Matter and its extremist view of destroying the family and raising children in villages, that's their stated goal, is based on the Ifa religion, a, a religion or a tradition that where you don't believe in displaying wealth, you believe in collectivized decision-making, you believe in sharing what you have, but when the founders of Black Lives Matter display their wealth, flaunt their wealth, don't share what they have, and want collective decisions made based on their individual will, and the individual will of, of the collective golem, the collective egregore they've summoned, then this isn't Aoife any more than it's, than it's you know, Christianity. It's it's not Aoife any more than it is social justice. And considering the flow of money in BLM, their actions are more like Marxist, communist thugs, uh, based on not a, a, the, the perhaps a, what might be a beautiful spiritual tradition like Aoife, 
and praying to the African mother goddess, the Yami, you know, and embodying that uh, that goddess, so that that mother in in the uh, Aji, the the woman, the witch who holds the biological and spiritual cosmic powers, who holds these arcane powers. It's actually a profaning of those things. So, so again, not only is it profaning Christianity and profaning social justice, it's profaning, you know, African traditions. In my view, this is the way that it looks like uh, that th- this has unfolded. It's like it's and it's energized through black magic. That's why I say black magic matters. And it's it's just so strange when a bunch of gutted animals, decapitated animals, were found in El Paso, Texas. On railroad drive at an intersection, you know the crossroads of Hecate and her black dogs, and, and when a man was found to have killed, an, uh, you know, an animal as part of a ritual sacrifice in Georgia, the media called it a satanic ritual and linked it to white supremacy in both cases. But when dead chickens and goats are found in 2019 and 2021 near railroad tracks in Atlanta, floating down the Chattahoochee River, and in a New Jersey apartment, the media called it the practice of santeria. And so, you know, you start thinking about it, and I go back to that Bible verse again. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Or perhaps for those of you who are biblically inclined, 1 John 3, 8. And let me preface this by saying, I am not a Christian. I am not a Christian. I am not a Republican. I am not a conservative. I am not a Christian. But the Bible is a very powerful text. 1 John 3.8 The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. It doesn't matter if they come in the cloak of Christianity, as the Pope does. It doesn't matter if they come in the cloak of Black Lives Matter as Patrice Cullors and all the others do. It doesn't matter that even under the surface, they come in the cloak of some spiritual African tradition. Those who do what is sinful are of the devil. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Centuria, Way of the Saints, an Afro-Caribbean religion based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions with some Roman Catholic elements added just like voodoo, stemming from the slave trade, also known as La Regla Lekumi, the rule of Osha. The Yoruba people also have another tradition, Ifa. It's what Black Lives Matter is based on, and Black Lives Matter has profaned both Ifa, social justice, and the very idea That magic in any form, like pouring out libations and summoning the spirits, can be anything except dark and evil, which is usually how Christians view it. And perhaps the founders of Black Lives Matter sincerely mean it when they say that we are calling on our ancestors. But it's just then kind of reminiscent uh, of the, the new Candyman movie. You know, it, it, it could have been a movie that was very neutral, but it Obviously, the origin of Candyman is, you know, it deals with slavery and uh, interracial relationship. You know, it's the ghost 
Candyman's the ghost of an artist and the son of a slave who was murdered for his interracial relationship. But in this movie, it was like, oh, white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad. It's like it, you could have could have focused it more on the legend itself, not so much how white people were bad. White people also opposed slavery. White people opposed slavery from the 1600s, you know, from the foundation of Pennsylvania. William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, opposed slavery. You know, states like New Hampshire banned, uh, or Vermont, rather, banned slavery from the very beginning. So don't act like white people are the problem. And, and, and we've got to stop acting like the color of our skin matters more than the, the, the quality of our actions. And, and, and we need to start thinking about this. We, we keep seeing this in the news. Centuria, 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 Centuria. What is Centuria? Why does it keep coming up? What is Ifa? Why is that the underlying foundational spiritual practice of Black Lives Matter? Why is that important? Why, is that, 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 why does that keep popping up? And why does any other satanic ritual have to be based on white supremacy? When killing animals for, because you, you practice Centuria, it's considered, it's considered just you know, religious right. And a religious right. In the same way that burning down cities in the name of Black Lives Matter is a, is a social justice. It's some kind of, you know, political right. Something strange going on here. And I intend to always get to the bottom of it here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to play that Paul Harvey for you once again as we bring up the outro music. If you enjoy this show, you get something out of it. Please subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info and I will continue to research and bring you the content like you heard tonight that you probably won't hear on other radio shows. At least you won't hear it in the capacity you hear it here on The Secret Teachings. Subscribe to the archive, get access to all the shows, the montages, and my books. Also, with yearly subscriptions, you get a physical copy of one of my books. I'll call Tarkana Food Philosophy or the Technological Elixir. Now, if you're interested in magic and rituals... Not only would you want to get a copy of Occult Arcana, the biggest book and the most expensive book, it's a huge book, you want to tune in tomorrow night because we're going to expand on our Shrines of Babel show from last week on the anniversary of 9-11, which was just this Saturday, into rituals and talismans and magic and the topical things that we see in the news every day. We're going to expand on all this tomorrow night, so stay tuned. To the Fringe FM, The Secret Teaching. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Subscribe to our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes videos. It's all on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If I were the Prince of Darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves. 
themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. 